Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Hacks, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. And I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop! We got a little story for you, Ags. Jackson Rollo, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2020, but he graduated in 2019, is the president of Rollo Insurance Group. And he is the host of the One and Done podcast. So if you are looking for another amazing Aggie Entrepreneur podcast, make sure you check it out. But Rollo Insurance Group is one of the fastest growing insurance companies in the country. They've got offices in Texas, Utah, Tennessee, and soon to be all the other 50 states. So today, Jackson shares with us the secret of his success and how he grows his company so fast. So pass it back and listen up to Jackson as he shares some good bull. Welcome back, Ags. I am so excited for today's episode. We've got one of the coolest entrepreneurs and a fellow podcaster. So Jackson, thank you so much for joining us. Jackson Rollo is president of Rollo Insurance Group, um, fellow podcaster, Aggie entrepreneur. And if you're anywhere in Aggie land, if you're driving down Highway 6, you'll see they're, they're pretty amazing head, world, world headquarters. So Jackson, thanks you so much for, for joining us today on Aggie Growth Hacks. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I've been looking forward to, to joining the show. Great. Well, we are obviously all blessed to be here in College Station. It is blazing hot as we're recording this at the end of July. Um, so the heat is not the thing that we love about College Station, but being here and being able to, to be connected with A&M is. But we all love being students at A&M. Jackson, you're class of 20. So not too far long ago, you were you were that student. But uh, what do you miss about no longer being a student at A&M? Yeah, I was going to say uh, free admission into the rec so I could play basketball every day <laughs> like when I was a student. But honestly, I think it's got to be the networking. Uh, I took a lot of great relationships away from my time at Texas A&M. And honestly, I was one of those people. I was on campus maybe two hours a day max. I, I was never there. All my classes were back to back. And looking back now, I always say, man, I wish I would have spent more time there getting to know more people. But, you know, LinkedIn has helped with a lot of that, creating new relationships with people. We were there at school at the same time. But I think just the networking and, and really experiencing everything as a student football games and all the other stuff is you can't replicate that now that you're a former student. So, But the Aggie Network starts when you're at A&M. That's, That's right. true. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. Love that. So tell us a little bit about Rollo Insurance and, you know, what do you do? How'd you get there? How did you start that up? Yeah, a great question. So actually, uh, my dad started the company back in 2000. So we've been around for about 22 years at this point. I joined the company after graduating from A&M. So I'm class of 20. I actually graduated in 2019, though. And so when I graduated in 2019, I joined uh, the company really honestly wanted nothing to do with insurance. I grew up hearing all the weird words that they use like deductible and coinsurance. And I was like, that's weird. I don't know what they're talking about. My parents uh, I wanted to go to law school, but I graduated a year early and was not prepared all the way for law school yet uh, from, from some of the LSAT stuff. So I uh, joined the company and honestly, I fell in love with it, fell in love with the family business, fell in love with the insurance business, with building relationships with customers and just uh, fell in love with everything we were doing. Whenever I saw how big it could be and the cool things we could do uh, with the growth that my dad had kind of dreamed of and planned on, I just said, hey, forget law school. Let's focus 100% on this family business. And it's been a blessing. So I'm very, very blessed to have fell, fallen into the industry for sure. Okay. So Jackson, so let, let me make sure I got the timeline right. You graduated, your class of 20 graduated in 2019. So December of 2019? Is uh, that, August, actually. August. So okay. I graduated about a year early. Mm -hmm. 
So, but then you got into the family business and then March of 2020 hit. So you, you saw how all the, the cool growth you saw, you know, what could be, and then a global pandemic hit and you're you're still excited about it. So, so what, what was that first year like at the, at the helm of leading a company through the pandemic? Yeah, you know, I actually think it helped us in a lot of ways. Um, insurance is not recession proof by any means, but it is recession resistant. So we get impacted later than everyone else does. Uh, insurance rates change about six months after the economy takes a, a hit. And so we didn't see it right up front. Obviously, the Zoom calls and everything like that, I was already sort of familiar with that from doing online classes at AM. It definitely was weird, though. I went from in 2019, everything insurance is like old school, right? You're in person, you're networking, you're going to lunch. And all that completely stopped about six months into my professional career. But it, it really wasn't as bad as, as I think a lot of other businesses had. It wasn't like the restaurant industry. We didn't get impacted nearly as bad. And I think what it did was it allowed us to have a lot of time to, to plan. Where do we want to be in the future, right? Like, obviously, you have no control of what's going on. Uh, everything's literally shut down by the government two days after it comes out on the news. So what are you going to do? Well, it gave us a lot of time to plan for where we wanted to be in the future. And I think that actually helped us out a ton by just having time to sit back and focus on long-term vision and plans. So is that the tipping point that has really accelerated your growth? I mean, because we were talking beforehand and you said you open up four or five offices a quarter. So you're bringing on 20 new employees a quarter. That type of growth has to have a plan and a system behind it. Is that where the genesis of that came from? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I, I'm going to give all the credit to my dad. Um, definitely one of my role models. And he started the agency back in 2000. And he is literally the biggest of all big vision guys that I know. I mean, he's a big time dreamer. Uh, and so he had all these plans for things he wanted to do. Uh, I'm more of an action guy. I love getting things done. And so it was really cool because I was coming in in the business about the same time that he was wanting to start doing a lot of this stuff. And I was blessed. He just leaned heavily on me, uh, my energy and my youth. I think a lot of times I could just run and, 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 you know, be the motor and allow the team and the foundation he had built with the company to keep me in the lanes a little bit. And with that great team, I think that's kind of what's led to some of the success. You know, I mentioned earlier, four to five offices a quarter, uh, you know, we can even expand beyond that in the future, but you know, just a year ago, it was only two a quarter. It's a snowball effect. We've been revving up and getting ready to go. And uh, it's been a, a long process, about a three and a half year process to get where we are now. But uh, we're very excited for the momentum we have. And it's all built around people. I mean, that's one thing I really want to push through today. My message is it's around the people that we have. Everybody that works for us is part of our family. And we don't just say it, we mean it. We have action items that make that the case. We love what we're doing, but we can't do any of it without every person in our organization believing in that vision and, and following through with it. So when you're opening up that many offices, right, every single quarter, I mean, that's just amazing. What's the biggest challenge with opening up four to five offices every single quarter? I mean, that's got to be amazingly hard to do. Yeah, definitely. As we transition from a small to a medium sized business, right, we, we're going to end the year with probably about 50 offices. Uh, as we make that transition from whenever I started in 2015 or 2019, we had 15 locations. So a lot of growth in the last three years. Transitioning from a small to a medium-sized business, I think the hardest thing is making the culture and the values that are the core of who we are in everybody's mind. In every employee and partner that we have, it, it has to be in their mind every day. They have to act it out towards their customers, towards their employees. It has to be there. And so I, I you know, I tell people all the time, look, we're going to operate this company with the same values as if it was just me and my dad. 
the company. If it was two of us, we're going to have the exact same values, no matter we have 150 people or a thousand people, it has to be the same way. So just making sure that we spend time focusing on those things because the processes and all the onboarding and everything that goes on, there's like a thousand steps that we have to do. And there's a million checklists that we use to do all of those things. We have to make sure at the core of it all that they understand the why and the who they're working with and, and why we do what we do. So Jackson, what are your core values? Can you share those with us? Absolutely. You know, you guys asked me for, for uh, how y'all phrase it, the three sentence version of our elevator pitch. You know, I can give it to you in three words. It's God, family, country. That's who we are. If that resonates with you, uh, the values of, of having, you know, a God, family, country business, then that's who we are. We are true to ourselves. We're very uh, genuine people. And ultimately, at the end of the day, everything we do is, is a, a hyper local focus. The world around us has been changing. It's been there's a lot of things that are pushed by, you know, large corporations. And we say, look, this is America, right? We're, we're free. We're country based people. And at the end of the day, work is only important so you can go home and spend time with your loved ones. So most of our people, you know, being in the South have, have some type of religious ties. And so there's more important things than work in life. And we act that way. We have all kinds of things happen in our life. Family, family is important, you know, uh, uh, and we, we need to focus on those things. And we truly do. That is so cool that you see a company that is having exponential growth going from two offices a quarter to five offices a quarter. You're definitely growing, but you are so firmly rooted in what you believe in God, family, and country. And to be able to say those are the things that are most important and it resonates to us and to our employees and to our um, teammates that we that we serve and, and our clients. So let's pause for just a second and uh, hear from this episode's sponsor. Okay, so we're going to switch gears a tiny bit here, Jackson. All right, I've sitting here writing tons and tons of notes here, right? Because this has been an awesome interview so far, right? But biggest question on my mind is, what's your vision? What's the big, hairy, audacious goal? Where are you going to be in five to 10 years? Because if you're growing <laughs> this fast now, I mean, where are you going to be five years from now? Yeah, you know, that's a great, great question. And whenever I sat there and, and thought about that, you know, I was thinking I could sit here and tell you, I would love to have 250 offices uh, go from five states, which we're in currently to 15 states total. But to be honest with you, a lot of that's built around people. Actually, not a lot. All of it is built around our people. So if we find enough people to open 250 offices or we find enough people to open five more offices total, that's okay with me. It's really got to be built around the people that we find, the culture that we're going to try to keep and focusing on making sure that our customers at the end of the day are taken care of. So, you know, I would love to have that many offices, but if we can't find enough people uh, who are bought into what we're doing, we won't grow that fast. So I've got a follow-up question to that. I'm in marketing. I've got clients, all that kind of stuff, right? And every single one of my clients is always complaining that they don't have enough people to do their work. How are you finding these people? I think it, it really goes back to the God family country thing we mentioned before the break. We're at a time right now where everything is pushed and it's in your face. And I think they love the ability to work with people who have the same values that they have. And then they don't have to worry about it. I tell people all the time, it is so easy to make money. I've been out of college for three years and I found that out super quick. It's easy to make money, especially in insurance. It's a fantastic business, but it's hard to find people that you want to be around while you're doing that. And I think we've solved for that equation to some degree. We really are bought into the God family country model. It's who we are. So we don't have to act it out in any way. And people love that. They love that they can go to work and they know at the end of the day, they have a family business that they're working with and, and they are part of that family. And so we're going to take care of each other no matter what happens. So another follow-up question here is, 
I get how you can incorporate family and country, right, into a business. How are you incorporating God into it? Because, I mean, there's my knowledge, there's laws against that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, great question. I think it's more about the freedom part of it, right, that uh, it's not pushed anywhere on anything that we do as a company. But it's the ability you have to make your own decisions and, and to understand that it's, it's also the idea that uh, at the end of the day, most people have more important things in their life than work. And I think all that that, that phrase is saying is there's priorities in people's life and work is not in the top three for most people. And so if we can come to work and we can do a fantastic job for our customers and take care of our people, and we can work in an environment where we feel comfortable, not because we're pushed in a certain direction, because that's what the media is saying, but rather because there's freedom in everything we're going to do and every office is different. Every person is different and they can feel comfortable in those values. I think that's what it's about. So Jackson, you've distilled your values down to those three words, but now remind me, how geographically spread apart is your company? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, two years ago, I would have said it's it's from North Texas and Dallas down to South Texas and Corpus. Uh, but we actually have offices now. We have uh, we'll end the year with probably about three offices in the uh, Salt Lake area up in Utah, all the way extending up to Logan, where Utah State Very is. Cool. We have offices yeah. in Tennessee, New Mexico, and Georgia. Uh, and then obviously in Texas, we have a lot of growth here in Texas with the headquarters being in College Station. So uh, that that's nice come Maggie game day weekend. Okay, so with not only the number of teammates that you have and the geographic distances you have, I mean, you focusing and hitting so hard on culture and saying this is going to be the the plan that we use to grow is through our culture. How do you actually instill that culture when you're in different time zones, when you're in different states? Can you give us an example of something that you as a company do to say, this is an example of why God, family, and country are so important and how we actually tangibly live it out. Yeah, great, great question. You know, I can give you an example with a guy we had, uh, we have an office up in Dallas and uh, it's, a, it's a husband and wife team. And uh, the husband's mother passed away. They called me and said, hey man, you know, the funeral's on Friday. They're obviously distraught because they're going through something very traumatic. And I said, hey, don't worry about it. All the phones are gonna roll to College Station. We're gonna take care of you. If you need to take a week off, take a week off, man. Take care of your family because that's the most important thing at this moment. And I think it's just little decisions that honestly, they don't even cross our mind. It's just who we are and how we make those decisions. But to me, just that's one example of how we live that out. Another example is, you know, we have a, a culture deck that we're building out currently and our CEO, uh, Jay Sparlow, is going to be recording that and passing that out to all of our people. I think because of the type of people we're bringing on, that we all have the same value, it's just ingrained within us. A lot of the times it's just lived out in our day-to-day -day life. You know, we're very hyper-local. Every office we have and every community we have, they are ingrained in that community. Whether it's the Chamber of Commerce, their, their college organizations, church they go to, the Little League team their kids play on. That's how we separate ourselves is we focus on the local community and the people involved therein. And I think COVID has actually helped us in that because a lot of people figured out, you know, the world's a really small place. We need to, you know, it's, it's also a really big place, but we need to focus on, on local communities. And that's what we've been doing for 22 years. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right. So this is going to take us into the lightning round. But before we do that, we are going to pause for a brief message from our sponsor. And we are going to start the lightning round now. Okay, so we have a simple, simple rule on this one. You get 30 seconds to answer each question. Okay, and bonus points if you tell us how you do these things. Okay, so number one, what is your favorite hack? This can be personal or business. 
Yeah, great question. I am a strict follower of the law of 72. Essentially, what this means is you have 72 hours from the moment you hear a good idea to put it on your calendar and to follow through, to figure out what that idea is, to sort it out, and to put it in action in place. I love getting things done. And so uh, if, if I hear a good idea within the next three days, I am going to be figuring out how we can make that part of our business and, and putting it in place. Well, that, that probably helps you with having only 72 hours to either implement it or shoot it. That keeps exactly. a good idea fairy from just flying around for weeks at a time. Exactly. Exactly. Jackson, what's the best bit of advice that you've ever received and how have you applied it? Yeah, I, I think it's a, a quote that I heard actually, I think it was in Bible class, um, but it says work like it all depends on you pray like it all depends on God. And, you know, actually, not a lot of people know this, several people close to me, but I tried to walk on the basketball team every year I was at A&M. And for one reason or another, it always got shot down. And I literally never got a chance to even try out. But I always had a wristband on that said that, you know, and I, and I worked every day for that opportunity, you know, and I prayed for that opportunity. It never came. And that's okay. Because I think I found my, my place that I need to be with my wife and my daughter and, and the business I'm in. So I'm very blessed. Um, but I, I think God, you know, God has blessed me with everything I have and I'm going to work hard at whatever I'm doing, but I'm never going to forget to, you know, give thanks to the one who gave it to me. Love it. Absolutely. Love that. All right, Jackson, what is your superpower? Yeah, I think superpower has got to be action and execution. I hate when things don't get done. You know, Jack Welch, the former CEO of General Electric, he said an organization's ability to learn and translate that learning into action rapidly is the ultimate competitive advantage. So I tell people all the time, look, I don't care if you have an idea. If it's not going to get put in place, don't waste anybody's time with that idea. Uh, so I love action. I love building. I love brainstorming. Actually, I love getting ideas, but I love them even more when we put them into place. What is something that exciting to you, gets you out of bed, gets you ready to get into work and help your clients, help your teammate every single day? Yeah, beyond my wife kicking me out of the house, right, <laughs> telling me to get to work. It has got to be the ability to build on my parents and our business's fantastic legacy that we're allowing our employees and our partners to build. That's got to be what it is, right? The ability to bring all these people from all these states who've trusted us with the ability to help make them successful and to provide for their families and, and I try to I try to instill that within my leaders every day and within their teams, because if it doesn't if I don't come to work energetic about that every day, about the fact that we're not only taking care of our employees, but also our our, uh, our customers, then no one else in the company is going to have that mindset. Love it. Love it. All right. So we all know how powerful that the Aggie Network is. How can the Aggie Network get in touch with you and support you moving forward, Jackson? Yeah, I would just say reach out and connect. I, I would love to hop on a webinar or a phone call or if you're in College Station, grab lunch with anybody. I, I love meeting people and hearing from their experiences. I've, I've gotten more ideas about our business from people not in the insurance industry than people who are in the insurance industry. I love ideas and sharing those with other people. Uh, personally, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn. That is the only social media that I have or my, my contact info is on our website, rolloinsurance.com. But then uh, you can also reach out to us through our company, social media, Rollo Insurance, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And same thing with the One and Done podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to, to hear from anybody and uh, any young Aggie entrepreneurs out there. I would love to have you on the One and Done podcast to give back uh, to the next generation of young, successful white collar professionals and entrepreneurs. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the One and Done podcast. I mean, you, you've had some pretty heavy hitters. I mean, I don't yeah. know any NBA champions, but you obviously <laughs> do. <laughs> but really, so what what made you want to start that podcast? Who do you focus on? And why specifically that niche and that audience? 
Yeah, you know, it's a great question. I fell in and was blessed with the opportunity that I'm in right now. Very few people have that ability, right, to to graduate early and to not be prepared for law school and then to, to fall in and become the president of a of a multi-million dollar company. Like that just doesn't happen. And, and so my goal was to give back to all the students across the country who were like me, who were more focused maybe on a sport or on something else than their career. And I'm trying to just educate people on all the crazy, great white collar professions that are out there, banking, wealth management, uh, being a financial analyst, the insurance industry, uh, whatever it might be. I'm trying to give people the ability to learn about those things. And I think college is great. It gives you a lot of networking, but I think people leave college and they still don't know what they want to do all the time. There's too many 32 year olds who are just now finding their career. And so what we do on the one and done is we interview people who are, you know, 28 or younger, who are white collar professionals or business owners who can give us, you know, kind of the description of what they do on a day to day basis. So that way, somebody maybe 20 years old in college can say, you know what, I really want to be an insurance, I really want to be a manager somewhere, I really want to be a financial analyst, and then they can begin planning and preparing and networking into that career field. So that way, when they graduate, they're so much farther ahead of the rest of the competition, because they've been planning and preparing since the sophomore year of college. Well, Chris, looks like we just missed the cutoff on the age. So just a little bit, just a tiny bit there. <laughs> People say that to me all the time. I, I tell them this, look, I'm going to quit when I'm 28. Like when I'm done being 28, I, I'm done with it. I, I'm going to give it to someone else. But Podcast to me, it's done. not the fact I want people in college to realize you can be successful out of college. You don't have to wait 10 years to find your career. You don't have to wait six years to be successful. I've had people on my podcast as young as 20 who own their own businesses and are, and are setting themselves apart from other people because they had the diligence and the patience and the hard work to set themselves apart. Love it. All right. Well, Jackson, we really appreciate you coming on the Aggie Growth Hacks podcast and really just giving all this great information out. Uh, and really just giving back to the Aggie entrepreneur community around the world. Yeah, thank you guys so much for what y'all do. The Aggie Network is fantastic. Uh, thanks and giggle. Well, how about that, Ags? That was super useful to me. I don't know about you, Greg, but I got a ton out of that interview with Jackson. I know I'm a super fan from now on of him and his podcast, as well as Rollo Insurance. What did you get out of it? Well, I love that. Jackson talked about the growth and the system and everything that they had built on, but he said the only way that they're going to grow is because of their people. And we've had entrepreneur after entrepreneur over the last five seasons say that, hey, it's all about my team. It's all about my people. But really, it is so critical and it is so important to have the right people doing the right things, but also that believe the right way, the same way that he and his family and the leaders of the company believe. And I love how he said, we're going to succeed only because we have the right people. It's all about his team and it's all about that. And he focuses I mean, he, I can tell he's the type of guy that every single day, his only purpose is not to sell insurance. His only purpose is to serve and lead his people to help them to achieve their goals and to, to focus on God, family and country. Work's not even a part of those top three, but God, family and country. What about you, Chris? What was I, I know it's tough to narrow it down. What was your takeaway? <laughs> well, I, I definitely had a lot of things that I wrote down here, but the one that stuck out the most to me was the law of 72, right? And I love, love, love that one, right? So the law of 72 was had basically 72 hours from when he hears a great idea to putting it on the calendar. Love it. 
right? I have heard that in entrepreneurial circles for the past 20 years that quote unquote money loves action, right? Or you've got to take imperfect action steps, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. You just got to be taking action. So, uh, by the way, Jackson, your new nickname with me is Action Action Jackson, <laughs> action right? Action Jackson, <laughs> which I'm sure you've heard before. But you know, anyways, that's such a cool idea, and and, and I'm going to take that away from from this right now. And I agree with you. I think having uh, so many times entrepreneurs have all these good ideas that come at them. And to be able to say, well, I'm either going to move on it or get it out. Stop. I don't want to talk about it anymore. And, and I love how he was so de- decisive on that. Well, Ags, that's going to do it for this episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you connect with Jackson. We hope that you check out the One and Done podcast. And if you haven't subscribed to the Aggie Growth Hacks podcast, subscribe to our podcast. Go listen to his, subscribe to his. But but seriously, you know, Jackson is the type of entrepreneur that wants to support, wants to help other entrepreneurs. And either whether that be through the insurance company or through his podcast or through LinkedIn, hope that you connect with him and you get a whole lot of value out of that. While you're on the web, I hope you check out AggieGrowthHacks.com. And you'll see not only the interview with Jackson, but all of our previous interviews as well as some of our other great content. We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center has served as the hub of entrepreneurship at Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website to find the program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Till then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig'em.